Experts or nothing. Experts or nothing. With the Know Nothing host and all the knowing experts. Hello, everybody. I'm Katie, and this is Experts on Nothing. Today, we're chatting with Carly and Martina. This duo from Chicago not only writes their own songs, plays a bevy of instruments, and produces their music. But first, I'm going to intro our other hosts. Uh, throw it over to Jake. Yeah, I'm Jake Kroll. Then we have two Bens here. Hey, hey, I'm Benji Starr. And I'm Ben Levin. Awesome. Carly and Martina, thank you so much for being here. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks. We're so excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Carly and Martina, we're 19-year-old twins from Chicago. We're songwriters, producers, singers, artists. We've been doing this for quite Quite some time time now. And, you know, we just released an album that we, during quarantine, wrote, produced, and mixed ourselves. And in our basement. In our basement, absolutely. Um, Just on a computer and a card table. Um, And recently, we've just headed out to Las Vegas to keep working and... Yeah, we're also, we also do a lot of stuff in film and TV. So we recently just um, booked a song in a national TJ Maxx ad, which was super fun. And we're just continuing to do that. Going to come out with some new music soon and some exciting stuff is in the works and around the corner. I know everybody says that and you're like, oh my God, like I'm rolling my eyes. (laughs) But we're super excited and we'd like to, we like to describe our genre as basement pop because we made it in our basement. We kind of formed our sound in a basement, and even to this day, we're still like in a pool house. In there. a pool house where the heat was like broken during the winter, and still on a card table. So you know, things haven't changed. Well, the, underground, <laughs> the underground vibe, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Yes, very, yes, much, very so. much so. I love that. And it sounds like you're honestly like busier than ever, even, you know, given COVID, given the pandemic, how has that kind of changed the way that you work? Or, I mean, clearly you are still going at it on all fronts, but would love to hear just how that shifted things for you. I think Carly and I always feel really, really lucky and very grateful to say that for us, COVID was actually a huge blessing. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, we honestly were thinking about quitting music because we felt like, yeah, we were literally about to throw in the towel and be like, all right, we're going to just go to college, be normal kids. We're just going to do it this way because we felt like we didn't have control over the sound of what we mm. were trying to make. And we felt like we were just getting hit in all directions when it comes to writers, producers, um, mixers, all that kind of stuff. Taking pieces of your ownership and your copyright and taking money. We felt like we were left with nothing. And we also felt like we hadn't found the sound that differentiated us from other people. So mm. when quarantine hit, we decided Well, to- it wasn't so much we decided. It was out of necessity. There was no one to write with. There was Traveling was banned. So all of our previous ways of working, we couldn't do it anymore. And so we were like, you know what? We are here. We have nothing else to do. Why not just do it ourselves? I mean, it's either going to be really, really hard and we're going to fail miserably or we're going to make it through and come out with something pretty good. Mm -hmm. So we went in our basement. We literally locked ourselves in a basement. And for about three months, did not come out of that basement um, and just produced and learned everything about, not everything, we still have so much to learn, but learned we taught ourselves about you know our craft and how to do it and we were like such rookies we would just press a million buttons to figure out which button is what we had no formal training no teaching we didn't even really use youtube we just Mm. 
get it and press buttons. Yeah, <laughs> the only training that we have is we've been taking piano lessons since we were four, classical and jazz, but we had no previous production training whatsoever. We just used our ears. And at in May, we finished the album and came out with it. And Apple heard it. And this is how we met Jake Kroll. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they asked us to be a part of the launch of their 27-inch iMac because they were highlighting how creators used their products to um, get through the pandemic and, mm. you know, make it their art, further their art and make it something a, like a positive instead of a negative. And because what we, we literally work on a Mac, we use Logic, which is an Apple um, software. They thought we were perfect for it. And that is how we met Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Love the connection there. So good. It was good. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the pandemic kind of affected what we do. And now, um, now we're never going back. Now that we figured out our sound, we found that we can do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can take our own photos. We can direct our own videos. Now that we have that power, we're not giving it back. We're staying with it. And we're really going to do like, we're going to take DIY to the next level. Yeah. You know and I it's mean? funny because we got the furthest in our career ever when we wrote, produced, and mixed the music ourselves. Yeah, when we trusted our own instincts and, like, just trusted our own abilities, that's when things started happening for us. So now that we we figured that out and figured out that secret, we are not not going going back. back. (laughs) You're set, yeah. Well, it's also, like, just bringing your own personality and skill set to it, like, taking it into your own hands. That's amazing. It's inspiring. Absolutely. I think for a long time, we were chasing an image we thought we had to portray, Mm. chasing trends and music we thought we had to write yeah. well, we had a lot of people in our ear telling us that this is what you have to do this is the path producers growing up to quote unquote knew better and then it was finally when we said no we're gonna be us and we're gonna do it mm-hmm. our way that things finally started going our direction it's funny though because we didn't come into it being like we're gonna be no. empowering we were like not oh my god our career is either gonna end or we're gonna <laughs> give one last pitch effort at like trying to save it so like know? let's not overthink it and let's just like do yeah, it yeah there was yeah. no like Racial. It was just like, oh no, we're screwed. Let's just try something else. And it worked. Yeah, we were lucky. So far. I mean, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Fingers <laughs> knock crossed. on wood. This is not wood. But I'll knock on wood for you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so your song, your song, that's, I mean, obviously that that's an awesome production. And, and it's, it's I, guess, I imagine it's one of those songs where you took control and took the lead. And we were just wondering, like, how does the process start? For creating music, creating a song like that. <laughs> this song was an interesting one. Yeah, it's so funny that you brought this one up. Because this is literally what we talked about at the Apple presentation. But basically, um, it was like 2 a.m. in the morning. It was like we February, just, like, March. February, March, during the pandemic, March, I think. We were just like, I was eating chips and guacamole. She was watching YouTube. <laughs> and um, she was just like fiddling around with some of like these piano sounds on her computer. And I just, I started singing like, mm-hmm. and I was just like fiddling around with some phrases and things. And she was like, wait, Carly, mm-hmm. like, sing that again, sing that again. I was like, okay, like, let me sing it again. And she was like, stop it right now. And she put a drum loop to it. She put a bass to it. She like filled out the piano a little bit. And then she's like, okay, sing it again. And I was like, okay, I'll sing it one more time. And then boom, we were like in the kitchen dancing, like writing the whole song, like 
messing with it on our computer and that was just the demo and then for the next like month or so we sat in the basement and then said okay now let's bring this to life let's add all the other instruments and effects guitars background vocals we have so many weird sounds in that production like I think there's over a hundred tracks in that production but it doesn't sound like that it's very full and usually we produce very very fast this one took a little bit longer because we didn't there, the pre actually was kind of the production issue. We didn't know where to take it. Yeah. So, and we didn't want to screw it up because we were like, this song is too good so to good. screw up. So we would take breaks, produce other songs, and, and then, then come, come back, back to it. it. It was also the mm. third song we had ever tried to write and produce by ourselves. So no, we, we had also, written by ourselves. Yeah, but write and produce. Yes. Um, so we also didn't know all the techniques and stuff. And mm-hmm. a funny little secret about that song is when we were trying to mix it. Oh, I wanted to tell this story. Okay, yeah, you yeah. tell the story. I'm going to say it's super funny that you bring this one up because once in a while, and actually on the new batch, we had one of these too. So I don't know, maybe it's like a, a curse or a little like sign. Yeah. But once in a while, we'll get a mix right. And then that will be the only like version of that and then you can't sometimes like the file is corrupted or we, I can't go we can't go back Normally, into the project like, the project crashes and then we we try to replicate what we did and we can't and we can't and so we have to go back to that mix and that's done and we're done with the project so for your song in the middle of mixing we we got a mix that we really 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 liked yeah and we there was like we were like uh our, we were debating on one little thing and we go back into the project and it crashes and we're like no freaking way like no way like no way and we try to go back and we try to replicate it and we literally can't like we can't replicate we this copied mix. every single setting every single thing there's it like scientifically should have been the same but for some reason it wasn't and we were like you know what we're, we're not gonna touch that it. was lightning in the bottle we're done that's <laughs> we quit so logic wins that's your song <laughs> oh my gosh a lot of trusting the process as well. percent <laughs> trusting songs your ears. Never sound. It's kind of like you write a song and you have this vision in your head of what it's going to be like, and then you actually have to create it. And for mm. a long time, you're making it worse, and you're making it sound worse for a while until it finally comes full circle and sounds better. Does that make sense? It does. It's like you're finally hitting that sweet spot, but it just like takes the roadmap to get there. It makes perfect sense. Like just trusting yourself to get there. Mm-hmm. Who are your biggest musical influences? Ah, uh, well, I ask this question. I bet. It's so actually really we haven't figured out how to answer this because we have so. Many. I feel like the there's like a top three. Okay, I, I feel like, and they're a little like weird. Usually, people are like, "Oh, it's this artist and this artist." I would say our two biggest musical influences are our piano teacher and Aww. our dad. And the reason I say that, our dad has a great ear for music. So we grew up listening to like the Beatles, Bob Dylan, the Who, like all of the greats and that's all he would play and he he had, he just has such a great ear even in modern stuff. So we were exposed to a lot of different kinds of music in that way. Another reason why he's our biggest like musical influence is um he was pushing us to produce before we believed that we could do it. He always believed that we could do it. And so we'd be in these rooms intimidated by these male producers who, you know, produce Lady Gaga and whatnot. And he would always, we'd be coming back very discouraged and he would always say, you can do it too. We'd be like, no, we can't. And he'd be like, like, yes, yeah, you, can. you can. And so he was actually one of the people who like encouraged us into finally finding our own voice and doing it ourselves. Our piano, piano teacher, teacher, Mrs. Swain. She's awesome. Mm. We've, um, we, We'd been taking piano since we were four, but we started with her when we were 10. We still take lessons with her. Yeah, we still take lessons. Probably not going to stop until one of us dies, honestly. we're like, (laughs) we're 
not experts. We're not masters. But you know? we still take lessons. And, you know, I think a, a big reason why we play the way we do and how we see music theory it's and because of- arrangement, it's because of her. And then our third musical influence is the Beatles. The Beatles. We love them. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. On that note, too, it's like, who has been the favorite, your favorite, like, songwriter and or musician to collaborate with? Ooh. To, that we have collaborated with? Or that with you have, or- it can be both. Maybe that you have collaborated with and or dream people to collaborate with. And this is not to sound cheesy. I think my favorite person to collaborate with, and I say this with full honesty. Oh, no. Is, I know what she's going to say. It's Carly. <laughs> and the reason I say that, no, the reason I, I say that, that is, I am not kidding we have written with fabulous writers and fabulous producers famous writers famous writers and famous producers not only does carly keep up with every single one of them when it comes to the into the writing room she is the fastest writer i have ever met in my entire life and carly is such a a talent in saying something with a lot of gravitas and weight and meaning and just putting it in the simplest and most concise terms and i love working with her in that way and she's also we're not afraid to tell each other when something's bad. Yeah, we're able to like not be super politically correct with each other. We can just be like, no, <laughs> that, sucks. that sucks. But, but yeah, that's my favorite. I, She's my favorite Aww. person to work with. I and would echo that as in Martina can take whatever I write and put the sound to it perfectly. Like some mm. producers, they have their own visions and you're like, oh, I really don't like that. That's not what I was going for. She always hits the mark. So. Thanks. And I think the reason that Amazing. we work so well together and that this works is because we are, our fa- are each other's favorite people to work with. Yeah. Aww. It's really awesome. And then let's kind of jump off. You both are like incredible at TikTok. So <laughs> let's touch on that a little. <laughs> no, we are uh, not. No. No, let, 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 let's touch on it. I feel like you, you've mastered it. You have like a huge following there already, right? <laughs> so you've brought a lot of people over and then on Instagram. So let's talk a little bit about how you incorporate social media, maybe what your favorite one is or like network and what's going on with TikTok. I, I can't figure it out. All right. So <laughs> neither, uh, neither we don't can really I. know what works. We just like to, we treat it as, you know what like Snapchat private stories are? It's like your, your little account that you have just for your friends and that you just like post like really random stuff that's just for your friends to see. We treat our TikTok like our private Snapchat story, as in, like, mm. we just like to make really funny videos that are just about our personality and our relationship with each other and things we like. Like, we have a whole series about me just eating food. And people love it. And I don't know why people like watching Carly. We don't so know much. why it works, but it works. Every single video works. And I think it's just because people are lonely and want to eat with someone so they can just eat while I eat. And- you know, I would say in terms of like pushing the music on TikTok, because I think it's been, it's really clear that like TikTok has a huge influence on the music industry now Mm -hmm. is I think we just try to share our our process and we don't try to be like, Hey, this is my song. I am promoting this song to you. Go listen to it. We just, we make videos. It's like, okay, I'm a night. Sure. We're producers and we're writers and we have a career and we have a job and everything, but I'm also a 19 year old old girl with a 19 year old sister. And Sometimes, and this can be really hard because you get so focused into the like promoting, promoting (laughs) brain, my life and this is our life and we want it to work. And oh my God, oh my God, that sometimes we have to take a step back and be like, okay, let's take all that away. What would the 19 year old girl in us make, make, but want to watch. So Mm -hmm. when we're promoting our music on TikTok, we're thinking, 
what what can we make that other people are going to go to their best friend and say, we need to do this too. Like that would be such a fun hangout and that'd be such a fun video to replicate and stuff. So that's what we've been trying to do is just thinking like, what would people want to watch? But also what would we want to watch? And, and then in terms of like Instagram and TikTok and which one's the favorite? I don't know. I think social media, I like Instagram. she likes Instagram. I like Instagram. I think social media Me too, has such I have a to say. We like sharing photos. We love Reels. Reels is like our favorite thing. Mm. Our videos that don't pop off on TikTok always pop off on Reels. So it's like, <laughs> it shows that it's not the content. It's the hashtags. It's the time you post. It's the yeah. algorithm. It's the audience. Yeah. But it does show it's not the content. Yeah. And I think that social media is such a positive because we get to connect with people. And yeah. like some of our best friends we've made off of social media. Absolutely. But, you know, if I'm going to be real, if I could just make music all day, and, and just sit here and not be on social media. <laughs> I, I would because I think we started it at a really young age and I definitely see the pressure and the um some of the little bit of a mental toll that it took on us. Yeah. Just because I think it I think it would happen to anybody. So it's great, but we also have really done a lot of work to not put our self-worth and like our entire identity into it because that's not just who we are. We're also like human beings with thoughts and, and emotions. To make our best people we have to disconnect from the internet world and focus on our real emotion. Going off of that, I think I was reading somewhere that you wrote your first single when you were like 11 years old called Make Me Happy based off of <laughs> well, kind of the themes that you're talking about now of just, it was anti-bullying, right? was one of the themes or you could tell yeah. a little more about that, but it sounds not that it's similar per se, but still about self-worth and, you know, honoring what, what you want out of your music and your career. And so that's just an interesting link or seems like a through line of now what you're still doing in a way. Yeah. I mean, when we wrote that song, we did not think we were ever going to have a music career. Yeah, it was, it was an accident. An accident. <laughs> we were performing it at summer camp at a record Oh, that's studio. hilarious. <laughs> and the producer was supposed to be out, um, but he forgot his keys or something like that. Mm. He had to just step for a minute and he heard our song while we were playing it two weeks later we were offered a record deal off of that song and it was more of like a hey like let's i think you belong in this industry let's just give it a shot and oh yes. i was just gonna say it's interesting that you like brought up that through line because i also feel like one of the lines that has like been very it's just connected our career is it's kind of just like a series of fortunate events where it's yeah a series of little accidents and just shifts and us being like, okay, this isn't working, so what do we do? And kind of falling into situations. And yeah. I think... And, and working for the situations. We love what we do. And so after we got that record deal, for example, we didn't just say, okay, we're set. No, we went out and played for like four hours a day, five days a week on the street as street buskers just trying to get an audience. And then we started taking it online and stuff. But, I mean, we never grew up thinking we're going to be like stars and famous. Like that was not yeah. how we envisioned our lives. And I think that's, is what's so unique. And even just thinking about how you portray yourself on, on TikTok, like you're saying, you're just very authentic and clearly you have hustle behind you. You've put in the work. Thank you. It's Thanks. true, but I think that's what people can relate to and like want to see that, you know, it is a hustle. It's not like this happens overnight or, you know, and I think that's inspirational to other people who are connecting with you and your fans you know thank you thank you there are so many days where it doesn't happen and so many rejections mm. that happen behind the scenes that like every time we hear a yes or something good happens we are so thankful for that because we know how many no's we just had does that make sense oh, and yeah. like every 
nobody knows about the rejections or the failed TikTok posts or the, you know, times when things didn't work out or the songs that we didn't write that were so good that we could have written. And, but everyone focuses on like the winners and the yeses and the followers. And it's just like, remember though, for every single video that went viral, there were 10 that did 10 that failed. And there could be videos that like we make that we are so proud of. And we're like, Oh my God, this is going to be crazy. Like it's going to be so good. And And it it just doesn't. And then we make a video that we don't think anything about and think it's just like really random and it blows up and there's just no rhyme or reason to but yeah, it. I think what you I think the point that you made is so important that people don't see that with every yes, there mm-hmm. are so many gut wrenching no's. Well, like with yes. the album, everyone's like, Oh, you made this great album. Yeah. We thought our career was over. We had no choice <laughs> yeah. but go into the basement for twelve hours a day and do anything possible to save it. So it's like it, it wasn't just us being like let's go make an album. Like it was like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? We either quit or we do something new and we don't know how to do the new thing. So we better learn how real quick and turning that fear into something positive. So we try, try. (laughs) you're doing it. You're doing it. (laughs) It's safe to say you did it. I mean, that's awesome. And kind of like one of those, I guess, very, very happy, you know, like examples of when you get a yes, let's talk through. So when you, you get on TV, like for music being on a TV show, I think it was on like the bird type and a few others. The commercial deal, what, what's that like? It's really exciting. Um, it's kind of a backwards way of how we kind of got, again, like it just turned into another avenue for us to make more different kinds of music. The, our sync stuff is kind of different than our artist catalog and it allows us to be more versatile, um, which is really fun. And we get to open ourselves up to new sounds and new structures. But I also think that not only is it really cool to see that on TV and then you're like, oh my God, my song isn't there. Our, mm-hmm. uh, our uh, That particular TJ Maxx um, commercial was played on the Bachelor Fantasy Suite episode. Mm-hmm. So my our yeah. grandma song. He was like <laughs> texting us. And I was like, cool. I know okay. I mean, that's really huge. Cool. That is a huge moment it's amazing it's incredible but think again the amount of placements we've lost for people just canceling commercial companies will just scrap commercials and you know go with a song or another artist that they're working with comes in so we've gotten so many yeses that have then turned into no's or Mm. you know pitched a million times and never heard anything back so when we get those yeses it is just so nice and to hear our song being put into a product people trusting our music to sell their product and believing that much in the music we write like that just feels so good yeah and i also think one of the other one of my favorite parts and i think you touched on this um before too is like it's so cool to think that like you're now part of pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. You're part of the culture. Like when your music is in a TV show, like you're now ingrained in the culture of that show and what that means. Right. And that just and it and it never leaves because it's in the show. Like we'll be on Hulu and we'll be watching shows, shows we genuine genuinely are fans of, and our song comes on and we're like, oh my God. Like it's be the coolest surreal. Thing surreal. It's a super full circle moment and it's Pretty and cool. every TV show that has ever placed our song, we've watched every single episode of every single oh. season because whoever's going to place our song, we are going to fully support yeah. the show. Give the love Got back. Yes. Yes. Even if it's like, even if it's like in, in like fin- Finnish and it's like overseas, you watch it with the caption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've gotten a bunch of play- placements on like Amazon Prime, Hulu with like mm. High Fidelity and like the bold type and stuff. And what's really funny is our dad actually was a huge fan of the bold type way before they ever synced our music. So we've yeah. been hearing that show for like forever. Our parents Hilarious. were also huge fans of the new High Fidelity show way before we got that placement. So like to also see that we were getting placed in shows that like our family really genuinely loved and were mm-hmm. fans of. 
Yeah, that was really, really cool. like the icing on top of it. Oh, Jake yeah. loves the bolt tip. I do enjoy the bolt tip. It is a great one. Season four, episode one. I'll check it out. That's, That's when you're in it, right? Yeah. Nice songs in it, yeah. yeah. So our so our viewers know. It's a very so our viewers show. know what show streaming service is this on? Oh, that's on Hulu, Hulu and, and Freeform. Form. And then High Fidelity is on Hulu. And then LA's Finest is on... Amazon Prime Network, and it's going to be on Netflix. And then The Rookie is on Network TV. It's on Fox. I, I think. think, no, or ABC. ABC, sorry. I mess up the channels all the time. There's so and many. And then the TJ Maxx cannot... commercials everywhere. So, I don't know. <laughs> on The Bachelor. I mean, that's so exciting. That's awesome. Love The Bachelor. I feel like that's just, that's awesome. We watch The Bachelor now. Once we figured that out, we were like, okay, time to start watching The Bachelor. I know. I was like, like, I need to watch drama now. You might never stop now. I mean, that's what happened to me. Once I started, I, I was like, so resistant. Now I can't get, can't get enough of it. <laughs> I'm a little we, worried. We'll texting our gram about it. That's <laughs> yeah, perfect. And um, do you guys also, I feel like I did, I read somewhere that you were also like radio Disney correspondents and doing oh that as God. well. Wow. Like that's just a, a slew of jobs. Wow. Yeah. So radio Disney is a really interesting that's a great story. story. I would like to start by saying we're very thankful to them because they didn't have to do what they did for us. Mm. But basically, we met with the head of Radio Disney. We got a meeting with him. Mm. And it was just supposed to... Would you like to explain it? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, we had this song called Block His Number that we had just released. And it was like, Block His Number and Enjoy the Summer. Yeah. And we got, we got this meeting with Radio Disney. And he liked the song, but um, they didn't really play independent artists no. at this t- artists like mm. ever. It was really just like people who were in the Disney machine. And we were very much not, not in, in the Disney, Disney machine. Yeah. But he's a great guy and he gave it a shot and he played it once. And we were like, thank you. That's cool to hear our song on Radio Disney once. That's amazing. It's a top requested song on their station. On their fan requested segment. And so it was a top requested song on their fan requested segment for six weeks straight. And so then they were like, okay, there's something here. Give us like four more songs. We'll play you guys on the radio for a year. And so we were on the radio. We got to do like the, hey, it's Carly Martina. And you're listening. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Oh, that's so fun. That's so cool. Invited us into their that's a moment. So oh, it was Incredible. such a moment because, like, we grew up like hearing, "Hey, this is Selena right. Gomez," and you're listening and you're to Disney, right? Yeah. Or like the, the, the when they do the Mickey ears on Disney Channel yeah. stuff. Yeah, wow. that is a dream moment. Sure. Yeah, it was very yeah. surreal, and you know, Disney is great for doing that for us as independent, independent artists. artists. Yeah, completely. The support. Well, it's obvious that you guys have accomplished a lot uh, over the last few years, but I'm guessing the peak of your career was when Wingstop replied to your tweet. Dude! And that oh that must God. have been... <laughs> yeah. That was it. yeah, so I have to ask, uh, going off of that, uh, blue cheese or ranch? Cheese. Ooh, that's so it's hard. hard. That's so easy. That is so easy. <laughs> no, but because their ranch is just so, like... They're, they put, I think they put, like, some kind of drug <laughs> Ranch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I think Duncan does that to their coffee. I swear to do. God, these places well, they have like an F- on Duncan. I swear to God, these people have it like an FDA approved okay food drug that they put in this stuff, and it's addicting. I swear. For Martina, the peak of her career was Wingstop. For me, when Duncan mm. replied, oh. that's when I've hit my peak. So <laughs> that is the I'm moment. Not a mountain to climb here because we have tried and they have not answered yet. We should try again. We're gonna keep trying. I feel it's gonna happen in no time. I, I have no doubt. 
and we support it. What's your like go to? Like, this is my holy grail. Like, if they responded to me, like, I would die. That's a great question. (laughs) Really good question. I'm stumped. That's a good one. That's a good one. We'll take it. Yeah, like what or brand would like if they replied to you? You know, I'm like for me, I feel like it's so many. Like, I mean, I I have to say, I mean, I love Dunkin', but I am also Starbucks, which is just uh, I know competitors, but <laughs> the internal conflict that I the have internal when conflict. Starbucks, I know it's true. So if they replied, that could be a fun moment, or like let's. Let's think. Yeah, this is a even like. Do you guys eat sweet green? I just yeah. love their salads. Oh, their I feel salads like sweet green replying. Sweet green I feel really like good. you just give me salads. Your salads for life, please. That would be good. <laughs> so this is kind of out there, but uh, Slim Jim. I love the way that they run their okay. Instagram Slim page, Jim. Long Boy Gang. If 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 I, they replied to one of my comments on their memes, like that would just make my life. Yeah, nice, nice. I, what about you? Duncan's definitely a big one for me. Yeah, I feel like I gotta go. Maybe like, Disney, I feel like Jake would. Maybe Disney Wawa. would be a cool one. Wawa. Disney would be a fun yeah. one if they wrote back. Or Wawa, Wawa. Let's do Wawa. Let's Wait, do what's Wawa? Wawa? You don't know about Wawa? Wawa? Oh, because they're on the East Coast. Oh That's right. Gosh. It's you like don't know gas Wawa? stations, but they have the greatest food. I get from Midwest food. and now West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's like you, high level gas station. Like it's. It's like the best. Yeah, top there tier. Are, there's a gas station hierarchy. That I was yeah. with Wawa. <laughs> Wawa is like the, the pinnacle. <laughs> Wawa is the best. The gas station that's like the biggest in Las Vegas is called Terribles. So just to give you amazing, <laughs> amazing. Okay. What life is like? <laughs> Wawa is like on the yeah, east Wawa coast, is like great. quintessential. You need to go when you're road tripping, like down the shore in New Jersey. They're everywhere. Yes, I said down the shore. It's a very so Jersey good. term. <laughs> it's the just, best subs. I yes, really like their, their sandwiches. Wow, so you eat at the gas stations? They're like that good. Well, I wouldn't eat there. You, you eat in the car. You get it. You eat in the car. Food from there. Oh yeah. They they have food and the gas station is kind of the accessory. Ah, right. We have a little game we want to play with you guys, Jake. If you want to walk us through it, we came up with a few genres of music. Okay. Um, no, we're, we're not musical experts, so it's a slim genre list. So when we say it, what's like the first thing that comes to your mind? We'll go with that. Okay. That. So we're not talking over each other. Do you want to go first? And then you I'll go, go first. Oh, I go first, and then you'll say okay. yours. Okay. And if they're the All same, right, that's okay. Classical. Mozart. Beethoven. Jazz. Uh, Dizzy Gillespie. Count Basie. I like the Count Basie reference. Uh, Electronic. Are we talking like EDM? Or like house music? Both. EDM first. Um, Steve Aoki. Hygo. Okay. And then house music. Um, Kahlo. Yes! We both had Kahlo. Rap. Uh, Biggie. Eminem. Rock. Aerosmith. The Rolling Stones. Country. Taylor Swift. Shania Twain, baby. We'll end with Ariana Grande. Ooh, I was going to say Ariana Grande, too. Well, this has been so much fun talking to you guys. I feel like we could talk forever. You guys just have so much knowledge. You're so much fun to speak to. And yeah. Do you want to tell everyone where we could find you on social media, listen to you, do all your shout outs? So it's very simple. It's the same for everything. Carly and Martina. If you look up Carly Martina on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Deezer, anywhere you go get music or Google us or look us up on YouTube, just look up Carly and Martina and you will find us. All of our Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, anything account 
Um, that's also at Carly and Martina. So that's all you have to know and you will find that. Well, thank you guys so much. It has been great chatting with you. Um, for the listeners, this has been Carly and Martina. We're going to link all of that in our bio so you could go find them, listen to all of their music. This was so much fun. Thank you again for talking to us. No Nothing host. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Experts or nothing with the No Nothing host and all the knowing experts. <laughs>